So today I want to share with you a little bit about the restoration and this is going to be an exciting journey. We're going to spend some time just getting all excited and dreaming about certain things. And so for today, um, maybe again, get yourself a good cup of coffee today. Maybe you want to do a milkshake, um, but get ready and let's, let, let, let's just take, I want to just take you on a journey with me today. So I'll see you just now. So here's the big question. How can I live a values-based lifestyle? We believe that you as a parent want what's best for your son. We know that you want your son to live at a higher standard, for him not to conform to peer pressure, but to live by a set of values. Values that we can strive to achieve. Values that build our character and values that help us become better men every day. Is it easy? Nope. But together we hold hands and we ask our Father to help us and to guide us every single day. That is the question that this podcast will try and answer. Welcome to Mentor on Demand. Okay, so are you ready? Uh, today I want to talk to you about something that is so special to me and something that I'm starting to understand more and more and, um, and, and it's, it's about the restoration. So I'm going to tell you a story. The other morning I went for a walk and um, I, uh, I just took a different route and in the road, in the middle of the road, as I was walking, there was this uh, beautiful leaf. Now, if you listen to this and you can't see it, it's this, it's this brown leaf. Um, but on the inside, it's got these like beautiful black patterns. And maybe at some stage you want to just see if you can um, see this, what I'm holding up here. But um, imagine this just beautiful um, leaf with, it almost looked like, you know, this drawing with a, with a black pen on it. And the inside of that is just lighter as it forms the spines of this leaf. I mean, it's just phenomenal. I just looked at this and I was just like amazed by it. So I am... Um, and, and of course, when you when you look at that, and what I'm telling you right now is that you can easily go, well, there, there's obviously a scientific explanation for it, or you know, whatever this, the case may be, you know, there, there's a reason why it's there, and and and. But um, for me, what I want, when I saw what I saw when I when I picked that up and I looked down and it was there, is it was for to me it was a love letter from my dad, you know, Abba saying. My son, I, know, I knew you were going to walk here. I sent this specifically to be placed here for you so that you can see this because I want to remind you how much I love you. I know you love the trees and I know you love the outdoors and I know you love the fresh air and this will be intriguing to you. And I want to remind you about this because I also want to, I want to remind you again about the restoration and the stuff that is to come. And that's how I saw it. Now, if you took those two stories, you know, you maybe want to come up with a real scientific reason why it was there. And then I've got this like amazing story about the, you know, miracles and, and dreams and love letters from Abba. Well, then you have to decide which one you would like to rather have in your life. But I'm telling you, that's what I'm, that's what I believe. And so I just kept on walking and I had this amazing time with, with my dad. You know, it's like I was on a high the whole time and it was such an amazing space. But it also made me think that how easily the enemy just wants to convince us that, you know, that that was just coincidence and it was, you know, it just happened by mistake or whatever the case may be. And it reminded me that we've got such small faith. We've got such a small picture of the restoration. We've got such a small picture of what God has in store for us. We have a small picture of, of his love for us and who he is. I mean, it's like we can't fathom this. And so I was just reminded about that. And I just kept on praying against it. I was like, I will not, I do not want to be in that space. I do not want to fall for those things. I want to just believe in the greatest miracles that God can create in my life. And because I really believe that the more you walk into that space, the more you will experience that environment. It just, it must be working that way because that is what we feel and experience when we do that. And I was just walking and, 
And, um, and I want to start this by just saying that, you know, the, the, this in that space as I experienced that, you know, it brought back to me as I was thinking about small, how small we make that picture, just how I grew up in such a religious environment where we, 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 there was never any talk about, about heaven um, uh, or very little, little about it. And there was never very much talk about um, you know, I mean, we never, ever, I mean, I never ever heard a sermon out of Revelation when I was a child. And, um, and, uh, and, if, and it, I realized what it started doing for me, um, if there was no, I mean, we talk about the lack of mentorship and the lack of positive role models in our life. It means that the lack of spiritual mentors in our life, you know, I started building this horrible picture about what the, the, what heaven would be like. You know, you have these pictures about, you know, um, heaven is all these clouds and this pearly gate and this guy with a long white beard standing there with a book and it's probably like an entrance book and you know I'm having pictures like pitching up there and he's like no you didn't quite make it sorry got only 49% Dachanye it's like you know that's the picture and, and there was like all like bits and pieces and little you know naked babies on clouds with harps I mean like seriously I mean that's what it's about you know I was, when I was doing the, the first time around when I did the Wild at Heart course and, and John Aldridge mentioned you know there was this thing about you know we, we, we made you believe that that heaven would be this eternal church service and he goes like well, that doesn't sound like heaven that sounds like hell and I was like shocked first I'm thinking oh my word is there someone else that feels like that but I realized that that's what that's the picture that we painted we, we don't even get a picture about what hell is like okay in our minds it's just like dark background with a fire behind and then there's like little devil creature with a little horns and the spike you know it's the fork with a spot in the and the and the tail and and i mean it's like guys do we i mean do we not get a reality check on this stuff i mean he is he's a vicious monster i mean he's like he's a destroyer of dreams a destroyer of lives he he wants to rip your heart out and and and, and take you away from jesus um you know i remember that there was a time in my life where um, where I walked a road where I felt so separated from God. And for me, I think that was the closest I ever came to hell. For me, hell would be uh, eternity outside of the presence of God. Because even in the times where life was really, really tough and I had to deal with really difficult stuff, and those times I, were holding on to, I was holding on to God, and that, that, it, it, it just, it, it, the feeling is so, so different. And so we have to understand that heaven and hell are real things. And we have to start getting a grip on those things. We have to understand that we have an enemy. Guys, we, we have an enemy that wants our lives. He wants to steal the dreams of us. Why do you think we don't dream about the restoration? Why do you think we don't get into spaces where we talk about this? It's because the enemy wants us away from that space. He does not want that in our lives. And so as I started packing it, you know, I, I started realizing that it is very, very important for us to do the work. And I'm no scholar on this. I mean, this is all new for me. I'm trying to, you know, you know, delve into God's word. And I'm like, you know, I want to understand this and I want to see more of it. And the more I ask my dad for revelation on this, the more he shows me. He's like, look at this. If you look at this and you can see that. And, and suddenly I'm going, how do I never see that? You know, these are all like amazing things. And I'm having this, these moments. And and that's what it's really about for us. We have to understand that. We have to understand that we have to put in the work. You cannot go into space where you are just assuming that this is not possible, that this is not real, that you shouldn't dream about this if you haven't done the work. And guys, so our eternal lives depend on it. You have to make some effort into this. And we have to make the effort based on the understanding that God's word is real. Now, I've often heard the argument where people are saying, well, you know, the Bible is not real, or well, the Bible is, you know, was written by by average people and it's fallible and stuff like that and so and it's it's uh, it's an argument that we often often hear and uh, you, you you kind of often think about you know how would you answer something like that the other day i came across um something in in the book called um, killing lions uh by john and sam eldridge and um i'm going to read you some of this 
of course, I have to use reading glasses because I don't have my restored body yet. But it basically talks here about the fact that, um, um, you know, it's, uh, it says it's helpful to make clear what is actually being claimed here is that the Bible claims to be the reliable word of God um, to us and is not a creation of man. So God created the Bible. Um, it says, you know, here's the funny thing about all the fuss of the Bible, the reliability of the manuscript, the apparent internal contradictions, the tension of translation, the apparent, um, uh, you know, and it just talks so and so on. Uh, it says, all of that hand-wringing on both sides begins with an extraordinary assumption that the God who created sunlight, the eye, blue whales, mathematics, and more than 170 billion galaxies cannot take care of his message to us. He somehow lost control over the letter he wrote you, and he can't get it back. Now, really think of this. If you, become, if you begin with the assumption that God does not exist, then you cannot believe um, in the word of God. Of course not. It says, but if you accept God exists and is capable of sustaining the staggering beauty and complexity of the heavens and the intricate pulsating diversity of life on this planet, then you have to ask if that kind of God could sustain his intention to communicate through the Bible. And it just goes on and talks about it. And says, you know, talks about the fact that, you know, if the Bible was written by um, people without the inspiration of God, then they, they would not be so brutally honest about their shortcomings and the stuff that goes on in there. So, and, and I understand that the, the, the Bible is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of the stuff that is like weird and crazy and, and you have to like really look into it, but it's amazing how we would use excuses not to spend time in the word. We would use excuses like, well, that can't be true just because we are actually not wanting to look into it. So I think it's important that we understand that and the complexity around that. I want to believe um, that the word is the, the absolute truth. Um, that doesn't mean I would understand all of it right now. It wouldn't mean that the stuff sometimes in there just doesn't like blows my mind and bottles my mind. It's like, you know, but the more I read into that, the more I can understand it. And so I'm encouraging you to, to do this. You have to do this homework for your own. I mean, I can tell you, Mike, this is my experience. I'm not telling you that this should be your truth. I'm telling you this is my experience. And, and it's important for you to, to make sure that you understand this for yourself, that you've done that. God will not withhold himself from you when you ask him. Your dad will not give you a rock if you're asking for bread. He will bless you with insight into this if you're prepared to make an honest effort into this. So I really want to encourage you with that. Now I want you to also start dreaming. I want you to, to um, you know, just consider some of the stuff. Now I know as adults, you know, we have to be all, you know, in charge and, you know, like all formal. Um, you know, when I think about what, when Jesus talks about you have to become like little children, I think part of that also means that if you don't become like little children, you can't get excited about what, I'm, what I've created for you, then you are going to miss out on so much. You might just actually completely miss out on me in the end. Um, we have to understand that, that our dad created the space for us. As a beloved son of the Most High God, I'm his son. There's an inheritance. That inheritance is an eternity with him. And that means that I'm going to be in a space with him. Now, I don't have the, 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 the ABCs and the details of that. But the Word of God and what I see around me gives me enough to start building an understanding of some of the stuff that, that the restoration holds. But I cannot do that if I want to try and be in control of everything in my life and I'm not prepared to trust God to show me new things. I have to become like a little child. And so I want to encourage you to, to just get some excitement around this. I mean, we're not talking about the ABCs and the one, two, threes here. I mean, we are talking about re nature restored, bodies restored. I mean, talk, talking about stuff. The Bible says, no, I have seen, no, you have heard. No mind can comprehend what is in store for those who love him. We, we, are, we are, you know, we think we are so important. We cannot comprehend what awaits for us and um, the beauty of all of this. 
um, you know, I was telling you the story about um, uh, the, the, my walk and when I picked up this beautiful leaf. And part of that, I mean, I was just like on a high. I was like walking and uh, spending, you know, this time in, in, uh, with, with God and just talking. And it was just amazing. And I walked past this couple and I was just like, I was on a roll. So I'm like walking fast. And as I walked past, I felt God saying, tell him that I love him. And I was like, okay, well, but, but wait, I'm in the space. So why, of course, he would tell me that. So I turned around, I walked back up to him. And I was like, I want to just tell you that God loves you. And the guy goes like, and he loves you too. And I thought, well, of course he does. And the woman was, of course, a little bit like, okay, we are the escape routes here. And, um, and so, but in that space, I mean, I just goose flesh. I was like, you know, it's like, it was so amazing. And, um, and as I walked away, I saw this guy had this like big growth on the side of his neck. Now, it reminded me immediately about the restoration of our bodies. Um, now, guys, again, I want to just take a step back. You have to think about... If we talk about these things, like when you talk to kids about this, you know, remember I said, you know, I believe that when Jesus talks about you have to become like little children. When you talk to kids about the restoration and you start painting pictures and scenarios about this, the excitement, I mean, will blow your mind. I mean, they're just getting all into this and they just like there because that is the space they live in. It is when you start talking to us adults that people are going like, okay, this guy's from crazy town. We have to start thinking about this and we have to start dreaming in these spaces. As I looked at this, the first thing that came up is that, you know, when I looked at this guy's neck and, 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 I, and I realized, I can just imagine how hard it must be for him because of how the world perceives that. How the world perceives beauty and, and perfect stuff. And, and, and I, I don't know if there's anyone out there. You look at a guy at gym that's like six packs and looks like you know, he's young and you know, like everything going for him. The chances are that he gets in the locker room and he thinks his toes are skew and that, he, that trips him up. And I don't know that there's anyone out there that's just going like, I am perfectly made. I'm happy with this. I mean, if they, you know, maybe there's, there are some people like that out there, um, that, but there's seriously something wrong even in that. But I, I, I struggle to, to, to believe that. It's like, you know, and so when I looked at this and I looked at the, and I, and I have this picture of just, the restoration of my body, the, the, the heavenly body that I'm going to have. And I'm telling you, I'm dreaming about that. I'm dreaming about the day where I don't have to worry about, you know, eating bread and, you know, and, and my weight. I'm looking forward to the day when, you know, when I kind of, when I broke my finger, when I was um, trampoline jumping with the boys, that that would not be a problem for me any further. I cannot wait for a day that I don't have to wear reading glasses anymore because I'm going to have perfect eyesight. I'm waiting for a day for the restoration of the things. And part of that is just going to be the restoration of my mind. It is going to be amazing. Okay. Um, because, and I want to talk about the restoration of minds because maybe I still have skewed toes in heaven, but it just wouldn't bother me because my mind will be restored. Guys, one of the first things that I want to do that I cannot wait for to experience when I get to heaven one day is to just see myself the way that God sees me. I want to see myself the way that my dad looks at me. I want this stuff, that stuff that goes on in my head, the confusion, the, the, the anger, the bitterness sometimes, the, 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 the being you know, um, hard on myself and the stuff that is going on here. I want that to be gone. I cannot, cannot wait for the moment where that is disappearing out of my life where I can look at myself in, with a clear head, when I can experience my surroundings, when I see my gifts. Um, can, you, can you imagine, can you begin for, begin for a moment to think what goes on your head right now, the stuff that you're dealing with, the torment that perhaps you're going through and you're thinking of that being completely gone, not temporary, but forever, eternity that will not be there. When you wouldn't have to be you know, angry because of corruption or, or gender-based violence or rape and murder and 
um, racism. That's, it's not going to be there. It's going to be this beautiful space where our minds are restored. Our bodies are restored. We are seeing one another and ourselves in the way that our dad sees us. I mean, just imagine that. I want you to think about that. And then I want to dream about nature. So I love the outdoors. I love sunrises and sunsets. I love the ocean and, and the and the bush. I love animals. I just like, I'm not a fan of bush doves in here in the city. And India miners driving me crazy when they hop around, the, you know, outside here and making squawking noises. But but they're not going to be there. And if they are there, they're going to be beautiful. So, But I'm telling you, I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait um, to just walk. In, in, in Eden. I mean, if you, if you look at if you look at Genesis, you look at what God is saying there. He's saying, so He created everything. The whole earth was was filled with His creation, and then He created Eden, and He put all these beautiful things in there. It's like He must have picked like the best of the best and put it in there for Adam and Eve. I mean, that's what Genesis says. And if I look at that, and I'm thinking, that's going to be what it's like. It's going to be, oh man, can you imagine the waterfalls? So you can imagine the mountains and the valleys. Imagine the other stuff. Imagine nature restored. Imagine um, I'm going to have a horse. Um, I'm going to walk around and, and, and a falcon is going to come and sit on my arm or an eagle is going to sit on my arm. I mean, if you, have you seen pictures of the biggest eagle in, in, on, the, on the planet, a harpy eagle? That guy's going to sit next to me and I'm going to scratch his head and I'm going to like, I mean, it's just going to be awesome. I'm going to ride elephants. I love buffaloes. I'm going to be walking among buffaloes. Guys, if you can't dream about this, then how real this has become for you? In that space, I don't care what argument you're bringing to me. The space I'm in right now when I think about this, this is a healthy space for my soul. It's a healthy space for my relationship with God. And that's what I want to keep on doing. I want to keep on thinking about this. I want to keep on thinking about this stuff. I want to spend time in the conversation with men about this stuff. I want to talk about, um, about, about this with other people. I want to go... So what about this? So I love chopping wood and making fires. I'm, I wonder if I will be able to chop wood in that space. I'm, I love swords. Am I going to be carrying a sword? I'm not sure because, you know, why would I need a sword? Oh, I would love to fly. I mean, I don't know that I will have wings, but I would just love to fly. Will I be able to breathe underwater because I want to um, see the reaches of the oceans? I mean, you have to start thinking about stuff. And of course, I'm not going to know, know that, but I know some of the stuff, that, the stuff that God put in my heart that makes me excited, like nature and those stuff. I know that there is a reason why it's in my heart. There's a reason why I'm drawn to those things. Um, and it must be because my dad has put it there. Because there's going to come a time where that thing is going to be there. There's going to, be a come, there's going to come a time for, for reckoning. There's going to come a time where the enemy gets what he's deserving. Um, for all those people out there that are hurting and struggling and, and suffering. People that are going through the most horrendous things because this world is so dark. There's going to come a day of reckoning. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to push myself into the front. I want to see the devil gets a hiding. Um, man, I, I cannot wait for the moments of the, just that space and everything that's in it. I want to close up by asking you how real this is for you. So there's, there's an amazing book um, called, uh, oh yeah, All Things New. Um, another another masterpiece by John Eldridge. I just love this. And I started reading this and it was just phenomenal because it speaks about the stuff that I'm experiencing and, and the stuff that I'm that, that some that I want more more of. Um, and it ends the book by asking a question which is like it just blew my mind. It's like, so what are the three things that you are going to do? The first three things that you're going to do in the restoration. And then he gives some examples there. And he's just like, it's like I, th I never thought of that. I never thought of that environment and what that'll be like. And so, you know. I want to encourage you to start doing that. Um, start thinking about that. Have you have you ever wondered about maybe just dreaming um, about the restoration? Have you asked your dad, tonight when I'm going to bed, please show me something about the restoration. Let me in my dreams experience something of that. Um, 
Have, you, have we thought of asking um, our dad to, to help us to see ourselves and the way that he sees us in our dreams tonight? Um, or are we just going to try a little bit and then tomorrow morning wake up and going, of course it would not happen, you know, that's not the way it is. Or you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and go like, okay, strike out tonight, but tonight I'm going to do it again and I will keep on trying because if you live in that space, it is something that is going to be so healthy for you. So guys, I hope that you had some time just to get excited about this. I hope that you, I hope that you will take moments here and there just start dreaming. I want you to go and stand on the stars tonight and just imagine, imagine standing with your dad there and, and Abba goes like, oh, Yaku, you see, you see that one? This is what I did with that one. Oh, you, look here. And you're going to be able to see stuff that, that just now is just impossible to comprehend. It's time that we start dreaming about this. It will put a perspective on your day. It'll make a difference to your life. So I'm encouraging you to become like a child. And start dreaming about the time that you're going to spend in a restored environment with your dad. Hey, Francois here. Very quickly, if you enjoyed this episode and want to discover more about living a values-based lifestyle, I invite you to head over to mentorondemand.co.za. And join our ever-growing community of dedicated parents who understand that only through instilling values in their son's life, they can help him to become a great man.